You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where, of course, we talk about the Indiana Pacers. And as always, my name is Tony East. I cover the team for Forbes and the West Indianapolis Community News. And today, it is officially game day. We've waited 130-something days from the last time the Pacers played. And today, we finally get to see them in a meaningless scrimmage game against the Portland Trailblazers, which I am super excited to preview and talk about. So, joining me to talk some Blazers is Mike Richmond, who covers the Portland Trailblazers for, I believe, NBC up there in Portland. Um, first of all, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're doing great. That's good. So the Blazers and Pacers actually played in the NBA 2K League today, I just saw. So I figure we should start talking about that, right? Because we both know so much about the 2K League. Yeah, I think uh, the Blazers had a, someone in the 2K League get suspended for like contract detrimental to the team or something really? like that. I, I don't follow it, but I did see I had to I saw that headline. It obviously drew my attention. <laughs> wow. Did not know that. Yeah, that, I saw the Pacers lost twice in OT. I was like, oh, perfect timing. But no, we're not going to talk about 2K. We're going to talk about real basketball that's happening. There were scrimmages today. I actually got to watch NBA basketball, which was cool. But now we're focusing on this 40-minute exhibition between the two teams. So, Mike, before we jump into the specific matchups from this series, I kind of want to get your feel on what's the vibe around the Blazers right now. Um, I would say unreasonably optimistic or <laughs> ex- or extremely optimistic, depending on who you wow. are. Um, you know, Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins were – had not have. Zach Collins played two and a half games, but basically they missed the entire season. Two of them. Yusuf Nurkic has not played basketball since March 25th of 2019. He is going to play no minutes restriction, you know, fully cleared, fully healthy, all that. Zach Collins is going to play. um, And with the return of those guys has got the, um, has got the fan base hyped and the organization excited. Wow. I talked big about Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins when we were, looking ahead at the Pacers week, but I didn't realize that Blazers fans were so optimistic. Like put the push for the push for nine seems that confident out of Portland right now. Although we are beyond that. They're beating the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> man. There it's yeah. I don't mean is, to laugh, but that but it'd be so Blazers too though, right? Like after last year. Uh, like the only the, the only like two Blazers options are flame out incredibly and go two and six or beat the Lakers in the opening round of the playoffs. <laughs> If Dame has his, you know, usual January-February run where there's three weeks where he's the best player in the NBA, I mean, there's a chance that they might win, like, two games against the Lakers. Yeah, maybe even three if things go really well. Yeah, things go amazing. Wow, I didn't realize things were that optimistic. See, when I think of the Blazers, and I, I don't want to sound pessimistic. I mean, you're the you're the beat on the team here. But, you know, without Ariza, uh, and now they're – I think – is Zach Collins going to start at the four, I would imagine? Right? Yeah, it's going to be Dame, CJ, Mello at the three, which is – something zach yeah. at the, zach collins at the four and use for nurkage at five so, so Whiteside moves to the bench your big uh something there is like they have just no wing defense at all and they're they don't really even have wings not it's not even just <laughs> wing defense they just don't have wings they don't have people who play that position um it's a mellow can a real... fake it but yes you are right he cannot do it <laughs> <laughs> so that is where i like i think zach collins is really good and i think nurkage sets amazing screens great center he was really good before march 25th last year so, yeah, they could be, like, better than the team they were in the regular season. But Ariza's, Ariza leaving is a pretty big deal, I feel like, for that team. And that's why I'm pretty interested to see, you know, what they do in the, in the resumption of the season. 
Yeah, he was playing 33 minutes a night, and he's a 34-year-old adult. Um, he was pretty <laughs> good for him, but like he's that's not what Trevor Reza should be doing in year 16 in the NBA or 14 in the NBA. Uh, it's it's just it's a lot to ask, and he wasn't doing it because you know he was just setting the world on fire. He was pretty solid, and they had no other options. And I'm sure Whiteside is thrilled about his uh, move to the bench, also. You know, it's he is an impossible human to read. Um, he's not particularly like introspective publicly, and his whole other persona is he's just goofy. So um, yes, he, he seems to be in good spirits or whatever. That's I saw good. him singing um, "Jesse's Girl" by Rick Springfield on his Instagram <laughs> account. That was pretty fun. Tune in to Locked On Pacers to hear more about the bubble life of uh, Hassan Whiteside these days. Yeah, yeah exactly. Th- that so when the when we were talking about the Blazers, me and my co-host earlier this week, which stood out in well, obviously when these guys played in January, Dame was just ridiculous, right? I just brought yeah. up that stretch from him, and that's why the Blazers won. But you know, the big swing in both those games was the Blazers bench could just not keep up with the Pacers bench, right? The starters and Melo specifically, like when Melo was on the court, even when the Blazers lost to the Pacers, they were outscoring Indiana when Melo was playing. Like the starters do pretty well in that matchup, but the bench just could not keep up at all. So now I think, okay, no Ariza, and you're kind of shifting that unit. You know, I feel like the Blazers bench is, is going to be super interesting just because I don't know how good it really is, especially with sort of weakened depth. Yeah, I think in the games that are real, they just won't use their bench. That's that would be the trick. Uh, they'll just go seven deep and like a little wow. bit of a sprinkling of Anthony Simons. I think they'll I think they'll play nine guys, but they'll really play seven guys, and then two other dudes will get a very brief shift. I think Damon and CJ are going to play forty minutes a night when the games start to count. Um, but I do think their lack of depth will really show up in this ten minute scrimmage because it gets thin fast after. You know, the, the five starters I already mentioned is on Whiteside, Gary Trent Jr., who's pretty good, but he's not like this all-world type of player. He's just like a solid replacement level, maybe slightly above NBA-level contributor. Anthony Simons, who was one of the worst guards in the league this year, but jumps really high and might be a good NBA player in a few years. <laughs> and, and then Everyone's like, really high on him, and I, I do not get it. Personally. I mean, here's, here's the only reason that I think locally uh, reporters, reporter types are like, high on him because Evan Turner like went out of his way to tell me he's like yo this dude's really good and then and and not like oh he's gonna be good like oh this you know this guy's a star and I'm like oh I don't know but you're an NBA player and if you see that then I like I trust you to like (laughs) I trust you more I trust Neil Olshay wow big words that's interesting well Uh, I feel like players know yeah so Swanigan won't be playing which is a bummer indie guy Purdue ties but has not shown anything in the NBA. I just wanted to bring him up for his. Yeah, no, he's he's not an NBA, NBA player. player. Seems like I hope he gets he's right, not. and I hope he finds a long career in Europe. But he's he's just not an NBA player. He's not slow. an NBA player. I'm with you. I thought after Purdue he'd be a lot better. He has not been. Hey guys, let's take a short little break so I can talk to you about Rock Auto. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money, and in these times, saving money is even more important. You can use that money for other important things like your mortgage or your food. Why would you spend thirty, forty, or a hundred percent more? The exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new dealership when at rockauto.com. It's all cheaper. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been serving auto parts customers for years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic car or a daily driver, you can get everything you need at rockauto.com in their easy-to-navigate catalog. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low, so go check them out at rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. But in the scrimmage specifically is what I want to talk about some stuff here because we kind of saw two different Blazers Pacers games this season. Now Definitely. Dame did not play in the second one. So that's really unfair to, to draw much from that. And the Pacers really snuck by, but that was one of the games where the, I really liked what I saw from the Pacers just because their starting lineup really came at Portland and showed, okay, this is what the group with Depot can do. They really spread out the attack, made the defense move around it. Things were looking really good. The first time it was a shootout. It was 139, 129. So I'm really game. curious to see what kind of matchups uh, look good for the Pacers and Blazers really in this game. I think that'll be kind of telling just because they played two totally different games in the regular season. Yeah, and this is like an, another third totally different team. You know, it's Collins and Nurkic in the lineup playing big minutes. Um, Melo playing a different position. It's just this will be a different field than even those games. I am curious on both sides how much team, how much coaches really show of their kind of like dress rehearsal type rotation. Um, you know, I don't – I think everyone will play on the Blazers roster tomorrow, if I had to guess. Like, I think everyone will get in the game. So, I wonder if Nate McMillan will take a similar approach or if he'll get a little bit closer to, you know, game-type minutes. Yeah, I've been thinking – well, we on this show have been talking too, like, is it going to be like NFL preseason too where, you know, third, fourth quarter the starters are done? Because it was kind of hard today. The only game I watched the full thing of was uh, the Nuggets and the Wizards, and both of those teams are so injured that, like, you're not you're not right they don't even have their rosters anyways yeah so it was impossible to tell if if what they were trying to do with like holding guys back and you know showing their rotation off and that's another thing that'll be interesting in this game but yeah it's like you know bull bull started and Jokic was the starting point guard like obviously ridiculous injuries in Denver but it was like okay well I didn't get any feel for what the Pacers might do but yeah I'm with you there I think that'll make it interesting to evaluate right first of all for me, from a matchup standpoint, I'm going to be curious who's guarding Dame and how they do. But secondly, like how much do they switch that out? How much do they pull guys out of the game? Uh, things like that because Dame is just busting them, right? Everyone's out of shape. So it's going to be super interesting to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are worried about sort of like um, the rust. And I really think the rust is going to happen on defense. NBA players are really good at basketball. They're going to be able to dribble up the court and go score and make jumpers. But the rust is going to be that communication stuff on defense, the helping the helper, the just all the little rotations that you need to make to be a really good defensive team. And I think that's where the rust is going to show up. So I expect some raggedy games, but maybe raggedy because both teams will be really bad at defense after four months of not playing this this you know competitive level of basketball there are also a lot of turnovers today that's something I noticed that was rampant it's just like the timing of stuff that you're just so used to it's just a little bit off right you haven't done it for four months and sure all of a sudden you're stuck in the corner without your dribble or you got to force it in the post there's just quite the uptick of turnovers I thought that was pretty interesting but yeah that that too right like and it, well, the Blazers need all the defense they can get, right? Without a reason. So. No, I think bad defense suits them perfect. You know, a game that's just really high scoring, and it ends with, you know, they say, "Hey, Dame, can you help?" And he tries to help him and win. And he does, and it works. Yeah, it, it's, it's worked for almost I mean, the whole decade. Like, yeah, it sounds like a solid formula to me, to be quite <laughs> honest. So let's get a little more granular with this matchup because this is where I like the expertise of people who cover teams more specifically. For you looking at the Blazers in this game, and obviously, like we just said, there's going to be a lot of experimenting. It's going to be different. The game's only 40 minutes, right? It's just it's unique compared to an NBA game. But what matchups specifically, one guy versus another, are you going to be paying attention for both that could help the Blazers win and one that could really harm the Blazers in their pursuit of winning this game? I think who who guards uh, 
who guards Oladipo when he plays, assuming he plays. Um, because that's going to be a thing that comes up a bunch. That's not exactly like a straight-up matchup. You assume, like If we're talking just straight matchups, CJ versus Victor Oladipo, but if, if CJ isn't the guy, who is the guy on defense who, they, who the Blazers send to check an elite wing? Because that's going to be the question that hounds them for this whole Orlando experiment. And, yeah, okay. oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is CJ's defense ready for that kind of role? I mean, if he has to do it for eight games plus the playoffs, that's a big ask. He doesn't get to not be ready. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very fair. That's not how their roster works. <laughs> that's the old Shea you were just talking about, right? That. Yeah, well, he, he planned something different. It didn't work out. And he's usually good at – like his best skill is, is salvaging. Uh, he's, he's pretty good at in-season trades, and he, he did that with Ariza, but, you know, then circumstances change a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. You can finish. No, no worries. The other thing I'm interested in is two teams that stay big all the time and what that looks like. Um, the, the Pacers were unique in a team that went, you know, as big as anyone in the league. And I think in general, the league is getting bigger because the, the Warriors trend has kind of died out a little bit. You don't have to be switchy to survive. Um, but I, you know, what two teams that are big all the time look like, I think will be a fun matchup. And uh, for the Blazers case, if they do play Nurk and Hassan together, who is the four? <laughs> who is the five? A lot of, lot of, not a lot of range in that group. Yeah, I mean, I think easy Yusuf zone. Nurkic will. I think Yusuf Nurkic will shoot threes, and I think the Blazers wow. will play zone. Nurkic shoots threes. Is that a thing? Did I not know? I mean, Why he's not going to shoot. He's. I think his last healthy season, he shot twenty nine. I think it was oh, three, total. Of tw- <laughs> three of twenty nine. Uh, um, the point four a game. Okay, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it'll be him then. Okay. So I think he'll he's the four, and he's a better passer. So it's better to have you know yeah. he can operate a little further from the rim. He can he move does, in space a lot more than one. Does more stuff. Yeah. Um. But how they treat those big lineups, how both teams treat those big lineups, and what can the Blazers kind of do there? So I think because of the rosters are gonna, are so weird that I'm I'm less concerned about like specific matchups and more just kind of like how the Blazers approach like the idea of good the idea of two bigs and the idea of a really good wing uh more so than the specifics yeah I I agree with the weirdness part making it a little harder to evaluate specific matchups and really general game flow matchup kind of stuff but the the big men point was interesting because I always like when for example when the Pacers would play the Pistons right I mean Blake Griffin can play on the perimeter but with Griffin and Drummond you were kind of getting two centers versus two centers or right. two guys. It's like, oh, that's you know, it's so interesting and unheard of, and it's a good evaluating point for the Pacers now. And there are a few other teams. And so this Blazers game would have been another one. It's like, okay, cool, we get to see Sabonis and Turner against Collins and Nurkic. A fun yin and yang, two centers. This never happens. This will be a cool battle. Now Sabonis is not going to play, so that removes that from us. And that's something I'm looking at, looking at is who they start in his stead and how they is can Goga going to play? Uh, Goga hasn't practiced at all, and so I doubt it. But McMillan has basically the whole time said uh, that he has no idea what he's going to say about who is and isn't playing. So uh, that sounds TV. like Nate. That's my guy. Yeah, I was gonna say you might know uh, know Nate pretty well over there in Portland. You know, I was his his the year he got fired was the first year I was around the team with any regularity. The lockout year, uh, so I don't know him particularly well. And then he was gone by the All Star break, but I like. I've I've spent a lot of time listening to his interviews and things like that. Yeah, between Pritchard, Buchanan, and McMillan, it's just Portland East over here now. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 funny talking to Portland guys about that. And every time they play the Blazers, I you know I nudge KP if I see him at the game and say, "Hey, it's it's your guys out there." But 
Yeah, yeah, you know the Macmillan answers, right? So it, I, he obviously knows, and like he was practicing and stuff, but I think it's just last-minute health stuff with Goga, and even Miles Turner's had some calf issues. Like they might right. roll out Jakar Sampson and TJ Leaf as their front. Oh, pride of St. Vincent St. Mary's right there. What? Who? Who? Didn't Jakar Sampson go to St. Vincent St. Mary's, the same high school as LeBron James? Is that, am I he right? He that? did, yes. He is an Ohio uh, LeBron James disciple man, yes. Yeah, there you Where go. He stayed I, during, uh, during the quarantine time. He went back to his hometown and all that. All right, go whoever they are. <laughs> he talked about uh, – someone asked him about his quarantine. He was like, oh, I, I uh, went back and forth between Indy and Ohio. I was like, wow, that is the most boring couple of months <laughs> That's Hey, listen. <laughs> I mean, Work with like what it, you got. I know that dude's a homebody and the great – I'm sure he had a great time with his family and then at his apartment and stuff, but that's just a lot of boring driving. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yes, the, so I, I get robbed my front court matchup. Good barometer for the Pacers to see how that group Turner and Sabonis is doing together too, which is really important. Like this season's the first time that they've both been starting together, seeing how they do in a stretch runner in the playoffs was important. So I'm bummed I don't get to see that in general against a team that they match up a lot better with, but just at all. So yeah, I think those are some good matchups. I am also curious about the wing kind of stuff, right? Like, TJ Warren guarded Dame when he scored 50. I thought he was doing a good job, but Dame was nuclear, so it didn't matter. But yeah, I'm kind of curious who they like have Brogdon, Depot, and Warren guard uh, in this game. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that they put Vic on him just because of the stretch. Like, but I don't know who he guards then. Maybe he guards CJ, and it's equally not equally stressful, but certainly it's not an easy defensive assignment. And putting him against Melo just asks for a 1,000 post-ups. <laughs> Um, Isn't every so, Melo matchup ask for a thousand post-ups? Well, Melo is going to ask for a thousand post-ups, but you can put someone a little bit bigger on him and kind of deter him a little bit. But he he started off really well in Portland, right? Is he still a popular guy there, or does everyone oh, he's, realize? The honestly, he's well liked. Um, he wasn't super efficient to end the season. Um, Carmelo Anthony, no. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> um, but he his his advanced numbers particularly are not kind to him but the Blazers let him cook they let him be mellow they let him post up on the mid block and and isolate and do what he likes to do and just from a like my personal experience I have loved the Carmelo Anthony experiment because he's a cool guy he um he's just he has a vibe about him he's he's the most famous person that's ever come through um probably in the history of the franchise you know Scottie Pippen was a little bit different uh Bill Walton was like a big national celebrity, but the league was very different in the seventies. So I think Carmelo Anthony's most famous person who's ever worn a blazer uniform. And, uh, that alone is, has been an interesting thing. So just from a personal perspective, I've enjoyed it. He answers questions. He makes eye contact. He listens when you, when you ask him stuff, he's great. I'm a big mellow fan, even if I don't think he's the, you know, best solution for a lot of the blazers problems. Yeah, I understood. A lot of people were thinking that he could be a good fit at the four for the Pacers. I said, fit for, for, for what? Like, what, what is he the fit for? What is he doing that they need? But yeah, he's, I, I, would, I even admit that, you know, as a lower person on his skill set in general at this point in his career, that his start in Portland, I was like, wow, Melo looks pretty good. Yeah, he's a, he proved that he's an NBA player. He's not still like an a NBA super player, good NBA sure. player, but he's still, he still belongs in the league. Yes, definitely. Uh, flip, so bench-wise... Uh, are we just going to see a hodgepodge of names I've never heard of for the Blazers? And yeah, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, I know that one, Duke, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Duke, Duke's own. Okay. Um, Anthony Simons is going to again, and then I think I'm lost. Uh, Anthony Simons is going to play a little bit. Uh, I think 
Nazir Little sounds like he's not going to play. He he had a concussion. Oh, I uh, so about him. He slipped yeah. up a million picks in the draft. That's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I think you'll see some Mario Hazonia. Uh, I think you'll okay. see w- Wenyan Gabriel. Uh, who Kentucky, is, I know that one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, Gab- yeah, exactly. I think you'll see some <laughs> Wenyan. And I think you'll see... You'll probably see a little bit of Jalen Adams, who's the G League, who was, he yes, finished second in the G League, and then and then they signed him right before or like right as their like quote unquote training camp started. Wow. Uh, the Blazers have the smallest roster of any team in Orlando. Oh, so really? um, you tweet, oh, who else is out besides Ariza that's making it smaller? Uh, Rodney Hood is not there, and oh, Caleb yep, Swan yep. again is not there, and they didn't bring their second G League guy, Moses Brown. Okay, so they have uh, um, like thirteen, I think. Yeah, they have thirteen with Jalen Horde, um, who went to yeah. Wake and is a is a two way player. Okay, um, wow. He's like a he's a wing. He's he's he might be an NBA player eventually, but he's not a very good one right now. Okay, so I think the the bench will be interesting. Smaller game, a shorter game. I mean, hurts the Pacers from the perspective that they just killed teams with their bench. That's how they win a lot of games. They won't have that opportunity, and they won't. I have think they might. They might. It might be called the fourth quarter. They might get to. They might get to kill the. Uh, I think the fourth quarter Pacers is going to be like. Alize Johnson, Jakar Sampson, Nazmi Trulong kind of kind of guys. So maybe not. Well, well those are a lot of those guys are good, but yeah, I mean, I think that's um, probably more talent than at the very very end of the Blazers bench. We'll see. We'll get to find out tomorrow morning. Yeah, this will be tomorrow afternoon where you live. I'm glad these games are just meaningless because then I get to just enjoy the weirdness of basketball and the players that never get to play. You get to celebrate them. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything about it is weird. The time slot is weird. The, yeah. the location is weird. The interviews. I mean, I'm sure you've done them. They're incredibly <laughs> yeah. bizarre. The whole experience is strange. Who's the home team? Who's the uh, or is it the Orlando Pacers and the Blazers in this one, or is it the Orlando Blazers? I have no idea. I don't. Either. I'll be honest. No idea. But I haven't normally, looked at that home. Hmm? Normally, when I have guests on for the like a game preview, I ask them who they think is going to win. But does it even matter? Like, does I'm gonna? I'll say the Blazers are going to win. You know, okay. that's my home. Dave Damian Lillard. That's a that's a good guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea, but like, I, <laughs> I all I want is no one to get hurt in the scrimmage. Like, yeah, that. just like stay stay healthy, play forty minutes of something that looks like basketball, and we'll call it good. <laughs> yeah, look, make me think that you might be ready for a game in nine days, and don't get hurt, and I'll I will have a good time watching you play. Exactly, that. exactly. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, well, Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your West Coast time zone to hop on and talk some Blazers with me. I hope you're yeah, excited for. Uh, the return of the return of your team. I'm excited for the return of basketball in general. If the Blazers are um, part of the basketball in general, so I'll be excited for them. But I'm I'm happy for the whole league to be back. Well, you can go follow Mike on Twitter if I could open my messages in time at Mike G Rich R I C H, and of course you can follow me at T East NBA. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow.